Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to personally discover the life-changing impact of the Word of God as you listen to this message by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi serves as a bishop in Lighthouse Chapel International, a denomination founded by Bishop Dacuid Mills with over 1,500 branches worldwide. Bishop Richard currently pastors the London branch of the First Love Church, a vibrant campus ministry with young, energetic people, full of first love for the Lord. We believe this message will give you hope, light and love to strengthen you in your Christian walk. Now listen to Bishop Richard. I'm 
got this feeling down deep in my heart since I found you. Now I'm on my way, Jesus, deep in sin, falling deeper and deeper into my sinful ways. Now I'm on my way, I have found a new life. found a new life. Oh, oh, this is a true and a faithful saying. Jesus came into the world to save Jesus came to seek and say that which was the love. I was lost in sin and shame, but you gave your life to save me. Don't ever want to lose my calling I love the brethren and I love my pastor I love the church mm-hmm. Lord, I want to be with you And I'm going to stick with you Cause I stuck on you I've got this feeling down deep in my heart since I found you now I'm on my way Jesus deep in sin falling deeper and deeper into my sinful ways but now I'm on my way I have found a new My name is James, and I'm part of the praise and worship team. So um, my testimony is about the sweet influence of the Holy Spirit on my intelligence. Um, yeah. So to go straight into it, um, this Friday that just passed, we had another powerful um, sweet influence service with our Father Bishop Richard. And um, 
one thing that he said during the preaching, which was very powerful, was um, he said that as you continually keep coming to church, you'll realize that um, the Holy Spirit has a very positive and good effect on you, even just being here without you even knowing, you know, just being around in church. So I believe that um, my testimony is Bishop Richard's words made flesh. Um, <laughs> so um, I just finished my first year in uni by the grace of God. And um, so we had, we had two sets of exams. So our first set of exams was in January. And the second was in um, May, May and June. So we had three exams in each uh, semester. And um, so I, a couple of weeks after, we did, we did our exams in January. And then a couple of weeks after, we received our um, results. And I went to the seminar. I came in a bit later than everyone else. So they received the results. And then as I walked in the seminar room, everyone, everyone was sad. And I was thinking, why? And they said, oh, we just got our results back for, um, for the exams that we just did. And then someone said, oh, I got like 35%. Yeah, I got uh, 42%, 43 yeah. I think the highest person in the class got about 63%. That was, that was before I came. So. And, uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, um, so I went to my, I went to my, um, I went to my lecturer. I said, um, can I, yeah, can I have my, um, can I have my results, please? And then, um, you know when you receive the results, but she hands the paper face down, so you don't know what the number is. So I was thinking, what's, what's going on here? Uh-huh. So, um, <laughs> so then, to my surprise, as I turned over the paper, I saw 95%. But it doesn't finish there, it doesn't finish there. Um, then my results went from glory to glory because the other two results I received at the same time, both of them were 100%. So, um, so, two news, two news. So, um, so um, I was surprised because I got 9,500 and 100 and compared to my, um, compared to my results in college, you know, um, in college I had some, had to do some 2-2 resets, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't easy. Yeah, just some resets. It wasn't easy. So um, that's why I can see that the Holy Spirit has really had an impact on my intelligence. So I can see the difference that I'm in. But it doesn't finish there. When we got to the final results in May, um, the first result was, the first exam result that I received was, um, it was about the, it was a maths exam. So it was the big boy maths exam. Because we did, because um, I do accounting and finance, so it's quite maths based. So, um, for that one, I received the result um, not, too, not too long ago, a few weeks ago. And that one um, also was 100%. So, uh, yeah, by the grace of God. Um, <laughs> so, um, and in the final two exams, they didn't actually give me the, the proper exam result. They just they rounded up the module um, grade and they gave me the grade. So, it was overall first class for the whole year, which, yeah, we thank God. We thank God. So, um... I just want to um, say that it reminds me of the verse, Matthew 6, 33. I don't know if to, Thomas, Mr. Man, if you can get the verse on the screen. The, okay, the verse says, um, the verse says um, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. So I feel like as I've been coming to church, you know, trying to be around all the time, I've realized that the results have been added onto my life. So um, I just want to encourage everyone that no matter the circumstances, situations that you're going through, maybe it's hard to always be around in church because of family pressure, 
You know, we all have problems. We're not, we're not perfect. So um, I feel like the best thing you can do is be around, stick around in church, um, and the Holy Spirit will touch you. And that's my testimony. Amen. Wow, how many of you were encouraged by James' testimony? When you walk into the room, you'll be the high, person with the highest grade. Amen. I see you receiving three good news. Okay. Are you ready to hear some more anointed singing? Okay, so please give your best clap for Sela. One, two. Don't you ever go astray Trust in God's word and believe it Cause it will never pass away We'll see him in his glory Gliding on the clouds of joy Greeting us with open arms And his peace forevermore I know that everything Is gonna be alright He's coming back Like he said he would Yeah yeah, it's gonna be alright He's coming back For the true and good Now when the sky is cracked There will be no moonlight We'll know the time has finally come When he'll change the world to right So if you're always searching Trying to find the bottom line Give your heart and life to God He'll give you peace of mind I know that everything Is gonna be alright He's coming back Like he said he would Yeah, yeah It's gonna be alright He's coming back For the true and good I know that everything Is gonna be He's coming back Like he said he would Yeah, it's gonna be alright He's coming back For the true and good I've got to be ready I've got to be ready You've got to be ready Got to be ready I'm ready for peace Love He's coming back Like he said he would Get ready for peace, love and happiness Cause he's coming back For the true and good We know he's the beginning And we know he is the end And there is no one better If you ever need a friend so don't you ever worry, cause he gave a guarantee 
that you'll come back to take us home and fulfill the prophecy. I know that everything is gonna be alright. He's coming back. Like he said he would. Oh, yeah. It's gonna be alright. He's coming back. He's coming back. For the truth and good. Get ready for peace, love, and happiness. Cause he's coming back. He's coming back. Like he said he would. Are you ready for peace, love, and happiness? He is coming back, he's coming back For the true and good I know that everything is gonna be alright He's coming back, he's coming back For true and good Peace, love and happiness I know, I know, I know, I know For the true and good He's coming with peace, joy He's coming back like he said he would. Sin of this world 
pray father thank you for today thank you for your blessing thank you for this opportunity to be in church thank you for your for the power of your word and the power of the preaching and teaching of your word lord father i ask that you bless this service 
Let this service be blessed. Let this time, Lord, be specially blessed, O oh God. Thank you for healing. Thank you for direction. Thank you for instruction. And thank you for your power of salvation through your word, Lord. Thank you, Father, for this blessed opportunity we have to be in your presence. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Please take your seats and turn your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 11. Hallelujah. Proverbs 11 and verse 30. And we want to continue sharing on winning of souls. Souls must be won. How many of you believe that souls must be won? Are you also on a campaign of winning souls? Turning many to righteousness. The Bible says, verse 30, 3 zero, who is that? The Bible says that the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. And he that winneth souls is wise. So if you want to know what to do to be classified as a wise person, choose soul winning. Hallelujah. He that winneth souls is wise according to the Bible. Daniel chapter 12 and verse number 3. It says that, and they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. And they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. You will become a star when you are a soul winner. When you are a soul winner, you will be a star shining forever and ever. You will shine here on earth and you shine in eternity. Many people that are shining here on earth will not shine in eternity. Many people who are shining here on earth don't even shine throughout their lifetime. They shine for five years. Footballers don't shine for a long time. They don't shine for a long time. They only play for a little while and then, you know, we don't even know what happens to them. They disappear. They become history. But when you're a soul winner, when you're turning many to righteousness, you shine forever and ever. You'll be a star here. Because can you imagine someone will, will be grateful to you for the rest of their lives that through you they met Jesus. Through you they got salvation. Through you, their lives became better. Somebody is waiting to point at you that you are the one that that led them to Christ. That made life meaningful, meaningful. Someone is sitting somewhere this Sunday afternoon waiting for you to turn them to righteousness. So you'll you'll be a star forever. You'll be a star here and then when you get to heaven, when we get, when we enter eternity, you'll still be shining you still be shining. You know, um, even, even in um, your education, you can be a star in school. How many of you are already stars in school? Give me a wave. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Don't be modest. I'm asking you. You're, you're a shining star. Yeah. Yeah. If you are shining already, you're shining already in school, you are the, you are the top of the tops. You know? 
You've been, you've been, everything you are up there. Everything you are up there. You understand everything before the lecturer even teaches it. Yeah, I mean, you are good. You are good. You are shining. But, I mean, soon you see that nothing is, is really, I mean, something for, for you to have bread and butter. But you see that it's, you, you, you enter a world. Soon you enter a world, you say everybody is good. Yeah, everybody's okay in that world. Everybody's okay there. Everybody's okay there. No one would even ask you, are you coming with first class? Are you coming with 2 1? Are you coming with this? Nobody would even ask you that. Yeah. So you say you shine for a short season, for some semesters. And then afterwards, you, come, you become normal. You become normal. Have you, ever, have you ever entered to the hospital and asked the, the, the doctor that? Um, how well did you do in school? <laughs> you know, you know. I say, you just say, look, come on, take your, take your this thing out and check my blood pressure and, and check my temperature and give me some medicine and let me go. That's it. But that, but that guy was was sharp. He was sharp in sixth form. Sixth form, he was he was loaded with straight A's, two A stars and two A. Yay! Yeah, he was he was collecting them. With ease. But there he is now. Waiting for you to leave his office quickly. So he can see the next patient. So that he can just get his money. And uh, be happy. So what I'm saying is that. Your, your, your. Stardom. Doesn't really last. But when you're a soul winner. It lasts forever and ever. Till today. Till date. Till date. I remember the person who first took me to church. Till date. I mean, he's a star in my life. He's a star. The person who said to me that we'll, we'll go to church. We'll go to church. Let's go to church. I remember him till date. I mean, I, can't, I cannot forget him. I can't forget someone who gave me such, such a gift that has changed my life, affected my life. So, you see, soul winning is a very important thing. Somebody will remember you forever. You'll be a star forever. A star forever. May you become stars forever. Through soul winning, not through my prayer. Through soul winning. Through soul winning. Practical soul winning. Saving souls. Having ten souls next to you. I hope you are following through that campaign. That one day you come and you sit down and if there are ten people sitting by you, if they all these are your converts, may you be anointed for such a blessed, a blessed task. Hallelujah. Let's let make sure you are remembered for good things. For good things, be remembered for good things. If someone should be sitting somewhere. Where is this person that led me to Jesus? No, where is this person who messed up my life, who scrambled my life? But where is this person who led me to Christ, who introduced me to Christ, who taught me how to have my quiet time, who taught me how to pray, who taught me how to go to church? You see this, this person I'm talking about? He took me to church. He taught me how to go to church. But I have to go to church. But going to church is important. I mean, he's such a blessing to me. He's a blessing. I'm sure I haven't seen him in like 20 whatever years. I can't remember the last time that I saw him. I don't even know what he looks like now. But at least I remember him. That he 
took me to church. He said, let's go to church. Let's go to church. We will go to church. Read your Bible every day. Pray every day. Talk to God every day. There's something that God has to say to you every day. It's a blessing to have such a person in your life. That's someone who trains you for other things. So those of us who have been trained or who have trained others for other things, you have to resign from that job and get a new job and create souls that will be established in the kingdom of God. Are you there or you've gone home? So turning money to righteousness makes you stars forever and ever. Hallelujah. So today, I still want to talk to you about judgment. Last week, what did we talk about? What was the title of our message last week? What will happen to you when you die? Okay, so what will happen to you when, when you die? So we talked about that. So now I am resigned to the topic of judgment. I want to talk to you about judgment. You see, um, like I was saying last week, what will happen to you when you die? It's, it's, it's a little uncomfortable, but it's a reality. There are, there are two sides of life. One side is very easy and nice to talk about and to discuss. Another side is not so comfortable. It's not so pleasant. It's not, it's not something that is exciting. But sometimes the, the, the non-exciting aspects of life is what actually makes you wise. Like someone said once, if you think about death, you'll be wise. If you think about death, you'll be wise. I mean, as, as, as basic as if you think you're going out of your room and you think that as I'm going out, I'm not coming back again. You would even tidy your room. You arrange some things. You put some things together. So, you see, immediately, something that you are supposed to do to make you a, a better person, you will do it if you think about dying. Death is not a pleasant thought to have. It's not something that is nice, it's something that is comfortable. But it is a good thing to think about, to, to, know, that, to know that one day you will die. Because when you ask yourself, one day you will die, the next question you ask yourself, after death, what next? Then Hebrews 9, 27 will answer that question for you. What happens after death? Because many, I've heard many people many times joke and laugh that when they die, it's like a lot of sinners have gone to hell, so they're all going to meet in hell and have a great party in there. Have a great party there. But it's because... It's because, it's because you haven't, you haven't actually understood what is in hell. Hell is a place of torment. There, there, there's, there's fire that doesn't, that is not quenched. The answer is not quenched. It doesn't go off. It doesn't go off. Fire that doesn't go off. And when you leave fire on for a while, whatever it's on the fire will burn. The other day, I went to watch. Um, I went to watch a movie. As I was sitting there, enjoying my movie, then I remembered that I just had. I was. I just turned the fire on in the kitchen. I didn't turn it off, and there was no one in the house. 
You know, when you remember something, you try to say, ah, I remember going there, but I said, no, I didn't. I said, no, I didn't. I said, this one, I did not. It is on. Everything I've left, I've left on. I've eaten, I'm happy, I've gone to sit somewhere to relax. And there I, I said, hell is on for that thing. So I said, look, how long is this movie going to take to end? Two hours, 21 minutes. I said, no, I have to go home. I have to go home. It's not my own thing, so I can't press pause. I have to go. So I got up and I left. You should see me like James Bond on the way. And as I was going, I was actually hoping that by the time I get home, I turned it off and I had forgotten. When I opened the door, my Lord and my God, it was on. It was on. Two burners were on. Because I was keeping it hot as I was eating. (laughs) Keeping it hot. For the top-ups. The top-ups must have a certain temperature. And since I don't like, I don't like microwave hot, it has to be on the burners so that I can keep visiting the thin and be. And as soon as I finish, I think I realize that it's time to, for my next leisure experience. So I left everything there. And I turned it off. The point I'm making is that this one, I went back to turn it off. But hell, it can be turned off. It can be turned off. It's not that it will be turned off. It's on. It's on. Permanently on. And by the way, I went back to finish my movie. In case, in case you are wondering whether I stayed at home. No, I'm not. I'm not that depressed in life. I went back. <laughs> I went back. I went back. I went back to, to finish. When I went back, my Fanta, everything was there. <laughs> Just in my seat. I hope nobody had a sip whilst I was away though. That's, I don't think they did. Yeah. I went back and stretched my legs and I mean, just I couldn't pause it, so I met them in the middle. And we finished off and I was happy. But after death, the scripture says that it is where is that my scripture? And as it is appointed unto men once to die. You don't die twice or thrice. You die once. It's in games that you have five lives. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes people think they have five lives or they have six lives or they have ten lives or they have three lives. But you have one life. One. One. There's there's no other one. This, this This is the life. This is the life. You know, Anything that you are doing. One way I can tell you to be wise is that think of death. Another thing I can tell you is that think of judgment. Think of that because there is, there is judgment for everything that you are doing. There is, there is a day when a verdict will be passed. There will be a conclusion. There will be a, a day of decision taken on you. On you and on that activity. This is like it's like it's like going to school. You have three years. You have three years in the school. At the end of the third year, somebody will decide 
should you qualify or should you not? Should you graduate or should you not graduate? It's, it has three years of your effort. Three years of your life. Day of judgment will come. Because sometimes people live year one as though it will never come. Year two as though it will never come. Year three as though it will never If you think about judgment, you will be wise. Anything that you are doing, you, have to, you should know that, no, this thing, it will come out one day. Anything. There's nothing is going to be hidden. Nothing is going to be hidden forever and ever permanently. One day it will come out. One day it will be, that is, that is judgment. Anything at all that you do. Anything at all. There's, there will definitely be judgment day. One day there will be the day of accountability. You have to give account of what you have done. How you have spent it. It's like, how did you even arrive here? How did you even arrive here? How did you even arrive here? How did you get here? How did you get to this point? Nobody can escape judgment. And I'm going to be talking to you about judgment for a while. Um, is, is it life, life is not just John 10.10. 10. For the thief cometh... Uh, uh, cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I am come that you will have life and have it more abundantly. It is true. You will have life and have it more. This is also true, but this is not the only verse in the Bible. This is not the only verse in the Bible. It's like knowing somebody. It's like, it's like, having, it's like having a father and saying that, and saying that, no, daddy is kind, daddy will buy me this, daddy will buy me that, daddy will do this for me, daddy will be there for me, daddy will talk to me, he's there, but he will also correct you. If he doesn't correct you, he's, he's, he's something. (laughs) He has to, there are two sides. This This is not the only passage in the Bible. The only passage in the Bible is not 3 John 2. For I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in good health. That's not, that's, that, that's, not, that's not the only scripture. There is also Hebrews 9, 27. These ones, 3 John 2 and all these things, they are all true. They are all true. They are there. Which is above all things that you will prosper as I so prosperous. I mean, there's prosperity. There's blessings. There's happiness. There's Psalm 23. I mean, you drink from still waters. You lie in green pastures. Goodness and message shall follow you. I mean, there are, there are blessings that are real and true. And you will have them and you will experience them. But there also is. But after this, the judgment. The judgment. The judge. You think about it, everything that you do, if you think about judgment day, you'll be different. You'll actually be different because you won't, you, you won't, nobody will escape judgment. Nobody can escape judgment. The day where you have to account for your deeds, the things you have done, the things, the things you didn't do, the things you should have done that you didn't do, you'll account for it. Even men hold us accountable. Even men. Even men. Even men tell us that, okay, it's been three years. What did you do? First year, what did you get? Second year, what did you get? Final year, you are now in final year. Did you pass all your exams? You didn't pass this, you didn't pass. Even men are very strict. Very strict. 
on their standards. It's like you must, you must clear this before we say you are a doctor. You must clear this before we say you are a lawyer. You must clear this before we say you are a nurse. So that you should hear the nurses. They're going to inject somebody. They say, no, this injection you're going to give, you, you can't be a nurse. And, that, and, that, and the, person, the person has been studying for three years. For three years. One mistake. They say, no, hold on, hold on. Because we can't let you through for us, for you to get the impression that it's okay. You'll be killing any hospital that employs you. You'll be killing people there. In the name that it's okay. It's like every hospital you go, you just kill one person. So you'll be saying that it doesn't matter. It's just one person that I killed. That is how, that's how come, that's how come people don't respect judgment. And that, that's how come people never, never sometimes rise up to the top. To do well in life because everything is like everything is okay. It doesn't matter. I, you know, I, I can get away with this. I can do this. I can. But you see, the more the more you become indifferent towards serious things, the more you create and set yourself up for demotion. Because no no serious person would want you around them or or give you even responsibility of because you mess everything up. Because everything is everything is like it doesn't matter. Everything does. If you have the type that everything doesn't matter, you can't do well in life. But you will do well in life. Amen. Always remember that you do well in life. Yes. Once you're in first love, you do well. Amen. First love people do well. Amen. Your amen is not very comforting. Yeah. So, hear me out. Hear me out. When you think about judgment, think about judgment. Think about judgment in your relationship. Think about judgment. Think about the way you are handling your relationship, the way you are related. There will be, be judgment today. What you've been doing, what has been going on. One day, nobody will even ask you a question. You will start asking questions and you will be wondering, oh, why is he saying this? Why is, he, is, that, is that how he has conducted himself all along? How come he's asking for such, an, how can he's making such an awkward request? It is revealing of how you have been. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. If you don't understand, it's okay. You will understand it when it gets to your turn. <laughs> Sometimes I like when people pretend they don't understand. I get excited. You don't understand. Okay, we all don't understand. Let's live. Let's leave. Let's move on. I was talking to someone the other day. I said, oh, I don't understand. I said, you don't understand. It's okay. A better teacher than me is coming. That will explain to you what you don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. I thought of so. I said, I said, you see, this person who behaves like he doesn't understand. I said, you know, his son, his son will teach him, will explain his attitude to him. He will see himself in his son one day and he will say that, hey! He will ask his son, what are you doing? It's just that his father doesn't, his son wouldn't know that he was like that. I just pray that that day he will get a revelation that, oh, this is how I've been. Because the Bible says, whatever you sow, you reap it. It's also in the Bible. It's also in the Bible. It's also in the Bible. It's there. We can't just go to church and just preach from one side of the Bible. 
would be unfortunate upbringing. Only one side. It's like if you are brought up by a parent, by this kind of uh, a, a parent who only gives you everything that you want. So you are not used. You are not used to know you can't have it. That's why you become a what a spoiled brat. Do you know brat that is spoiled? I think a brat is spoiled already. I don't know why they add spoiled. <laughs> Extra spoiling. Yes. Pray that you never marry a, a, a brat. Some of the things you experience in the house, it's not your fault. It's the person's programming. That that's what they have brought. That's how the person has been programmed. That's how the person has been programmed. That's how the person has been brought up. The person doesn't know the other side of life, which is also real. Which is also real. I mean, there's a real side of life. Real. Which is not so pleasant. And not so comfortable. And then there's another side of life, which is also real. Which is nice. Comfortable. You will enjoy. You will be happy. It's com- everything is convenient, smooth, easy. That side of life is also there. Life is not just about difficulty and you can't have what you want. No, there are the two sides. Do you have what you want? You enjoy. You are happy. You are blessed. And then there's the other side. Where it's like, no, 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 no. You can't do that. That's why there's fasting. And there's Agabapto fest. <laughs> Yeah. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yes, that's fasting. That's fasting. We are fasting, we are not eating, and we are praying. And there's like a baptism fest. Enjoyment. You don't, you don't say enjoyment. Too. It's enjoyment, enjoyment. Yes. You have to learn how to say it because it's nicer when you, it means that the joy, the enjoyment is deeper when you're able to say enjoyment. They say enjoyment. Enjoyment is very, it's too joyful. Enjoyment means that it's the soggy meals and your lips are covered in oil and everything is, I mean, I mean, you're enjoying, enjoy, enjoy. Enjoyment. I don't know how to spell it, but it's enjoyment. I know how to say it, but I don't know how to spell it. After this is judgment. The judgment. The judgment. The judgment. The judgment. People don't, people, you see, we don't like the fruits of things we've done in secret. But we did it. Have you ever, thank God for the person who invented the flashing toilet. Are, are you not grateful? Are you not grateful for the person who invented it? Or you haven't thought that it's an invention? Do you think the Bible days, do you think they have that? They didn't, I don't think they have that. That when you finish, you can knock the lid down and then you just press something and then you hear the sound of water. By the time you open, it's clean and white. Thank God, thank God that you can flash it away. It even, it even, you see, it even affects your sense of judgment in life because you feel you can do anything and then air refreshment. You can do anything and get away with it. 
you just press it. Then you take the thing. It's as though you've done. Then you come out. Nobody can detect what you have done. The power, the power that has come out of you. No one can ever tell. No one can ever imagine. That if they go in after you, they can collapse. Need a gas mask too. Of you brothers, I keep encouraging, I keep preparing you for marriage. This is a sweet girl that you see soft. Just I'm preparing you that look, you go in after them, you can collapse. <laughs> Let's just get ready. Let me tell you so that when you see it, you just say, Oh, our pastor told us it's okay. You just tell her that don't worry, don't worry. Pastor told us it's okay. I've been expecting it. When she goes there, you just say, I didn't know it was this powerful. <laughs> Pastor said, I didn't know it was like this. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. See, we, we do things that we don't like the effect and the consequences of our actions. We wish it will never. It will never. Yes, it will be flashed away. We wish it can be flashed away. It won't be flashed away. In life, it won't be flashed away. It won't. That is life. I'm, I've not even started talking about eternity. I'm just talking about life. Life here. Life. Life. It won't be flashed away. It won't be flashed away. How you conduct yourself in school, it won't be flashed away. The results, your judgment, your judgment are your results from exams. That's what tells how, what you've been and what you've been doing. flashed away. It's there. It'll be because nobody, mommy doesn't know what you do. Mommy knows that, oh, my child has gone to uni. <laughs> As to what you are doing, they don't, mommy doesn't know. But you can't be in uni for 20 years. After three years, they'll ask you, so you should have finished. Where is the thing that you have to show me that you have finished? Where is it? I can Let me see it. One day, day. a certain elderly woman was walking in the shop with a little child. The little child, you know how little children are running around and shouting and things. So this elderly woman kept shouting, degree, stop it. Degree, what are you doing? Degree, where are you? Come back here. Degree, come, come back. Degree. So somebody asked, asked her, why are you calling the child degree? She said, oh, this is my grandchild. I sent my daughter to uni. This is what she came back with. This is what she came back with. And she asked the person, when you go to uni, don't you come back with a degree? Yes, so this is a degree. (laughs) This is what she came back with. She came back with a degree. (laughs) This is it. This is it. That's why she's called degree. If I was out, I said that, oh, send her again. She'll come back with masters. (laughs) 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 
masters. And then you stand there again. Then you, after, after master, you ask him, so will you do your PhD? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's it. So we have in the house, we have degree, masters, and PhD. They are nice names. So let me tell you a few things you need to know about judgment. Seeing that judgment is a reality. How many of you are beginning to see that judgment is a reality? It's there. You can't avoid it. It's there. It will come. So live your lives as people who think about judgment and who know that you, you know that you will be judged. Everything that you do, you will be judged. You will be judged based on what you have done. Hmm? Okay. Romans chapter 2. It's my first point. Therefore, thou art inexcusable, O man, whosoever thou art that judgest. For wherein thou judgest another, thou condemnest thyself, for thou that judgest doest the same things. Wow. But we are sure that the judgment of God is according to truth against them which commit such things. Verse 3. And thinkest thou, O man, that judges them which do such things and doest the same, that thou shalt escape the judgment of God. My first point to you is that there is no escape for the judgment of God. There's no escape. You cannot escape the judgment of God. There's no escape. You can escape the judgment of men. Not the judgment of men. Many people have escaped it. Many people escape. Many people commit hideous crimes and they get away with it. They flee to other countries. By the time they appear, they're about to die. <laughs> and then they come. You can't even put them in jail. You say they're they are in jail, but they're more like under house arrest. But they, they've come to die anyway. So they just come back. And they just come back and die. Like I think uh, one of the, uh, is it the great train robbery or something like that? Yeah. That one, of, one of them, he came back, he was very old. Very old and he came. I remember he came. They put him on news. Oh, what he has his plane has landed. Policemen, escort him. But the guy was frail. He's coming to die. He died. He doesn't, he doesn't, he, I mean, he doesn't even care anymore. He doesn't even care that you are here. It's like, I've come. Okay, take me. You, you have, you've even prepared some because he's been away for so many years. If he hasn't got a home or anything, so he's been happy that you are taking him somewhere to go and sleep. <laughs> so such people will think that, will think that they can transpose such ideas to eternity. Thinking that with eternity too, we'll get away with it. It's like no, no, what? No, no problem. Don't worry. We'll get away with it. We we'll get away with everything. But and thinkest thou this, O man, 
that thou shalt escape the judgment of God. You are mistaken. You are mistaken. That's for the judgment of God. You can't escape it. You can't. You can't. You won't escape the judgment of God. It's waiting. It's waiting for you. No matter who you are, you meet the judgment of God. Based on, based on what you have done with your life and how you have spent your life, there's judgment. Some of the judgments, you, you, you reap some here. But some is as though nothing is happening yet because eternity is waiting for it. Eternity is waiting. Number two. You see this also in the Bible, isn't it? Mm. It's not just John 10, 10. And 3 John 2. And Psalm 23. It's also in the Bible. You become more holistic when you know of all, all subjects and all possibilities. If you go to uni, they have been on the open day and things. They never tell you who they suck and when they will suck you. They only tell, they only tell you the nice things. Then you see these students who don't want to talk, who have been dragged in. They'll come reluctantly and come and tell, oh, yeah, I mean, when I came, I was like this. So it's a very friendly community, and we're doing well. And then, yeah, I mean, um, Charles, that is his lecture. Charles is very uh, pleasant, and, you know, we've had a good time, yeah. They just, because it's almost like, oh, leave me alone, let me go and sit down. Oh, yeah. yeah. When you start the course, they also, they also will tell that first year is nothing. It doesn't count. First year is okay. That if you're a fool, then you start playing. Then they will tell you towards the end of first year that, no. Didn't you know that this particular one, you have to pass it. Otherwise, you can't go on. By that time, you would have played and played and played and played and played because somebody told that first year doesn't count. So oh, this one, this one, no, this one. I mean, generally, it's not a serious year, but this one, this one. We can't let you continue unless you have passed it. We can't let you. We can't. It's not. It's not. It's a, it's a, then you discover that, oh, so we, they are not joking here. Then you discover that we are not joking here. That's judgment coming. But then you, you would have joked your life away. Then you discover that, oh, the thing is not a joke. I thought first year was fun. It's not, it's not as fun as they presented it. It's not, it's not, that, it's not that relaxing. Number two. Write number two down. The delay of the coming of the day of judgment is because of God's love and mercy to us. Second Peter chapter two. Sorry, Second Peter chapter three and verse eight. It says that, but beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing. That one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us, Lord, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to 
repentance. So it's like the Lord is not, the Lord is really not slow. Tell others. Are you there? It's not, it's not like he's slow and he's, he's forgotten about what he wants to do. But rather he's patient and showing mercy because the more time you get, the more time you have that, the, the more you have the chances of correcting the, the mistakes of life. So as God gives you as more time, it's not that he, he's not aware of judgment. So then you look at the world. Look at how sin is multiplying. Wickedness is multiplying. Evil is multiplying. Somebody with certain standards, I would say, if there's God, you know, it's, like, it's as though God doesn't care about these things. No, he rather cares. And he, he rather wishes that you would change. You would change. You would correct it. I've seen that people like a lot of warnings and threats before they'll do the right thing. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's an unfortunate way of thinking that the only time that you do something right is that someone is angry. Any serious person will not tolerate somebody like you. I mean, you won't last. That the only time you do something right means that there's anger, there's correction, there's shouting, there's this, there's... I mean, so that you see, you, 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 have, you have a meeting with people like a review or something, then the job that people have that they're supposed to do, they'll be telling you in the meeting, thank you, I'm, I'm, I'm now going to do more. Or I'll now take it serious. And you are wondering. Do you understand what I'm wondering now? I've given you a job. Give me a job. Make sure, make sure this room is swept Every day after church, then I come, then I see a few little tissues hanging for, uh, around. And I say, oh, why? I said, we should sweep this place. Oh, sorry. Uh, from next week, I'll make sure that everything is swept. <laughs> Somebody help me. <laughs> Somebody help me. It's like, oh, okay, I'll now do more. We are giving the chance so that we'll receive mercy. Okay, yes, yeah, so we receive mercy. The more opportunity you have, it means that mercy is being shown. Mercy is being shown. Not showing you mercy. The more, the more time you have, the younger you are, the more you are exposed. Probably, that is, if you are going to live up to seventy. Because not every, not every person hits 70. Not everybody gets to 70. Not everybody gets to 50. Not everyone gets to 40. I had a sister who didn't get to 40. She got to 39. Yeah, she got to 39. She, her check-in date was 39. Yeah, that was her check-in date. It's all been arranged. The ticket has been bought. Everything with a date. Everything. 39. 39, she got to 39, and then started checking. Check in, check out. Once you are checking, it means you are checking out somewhere. Yeah, 39. So, everybody is not going to get to 70. We hope and pray that we get to 70. I mean, we hope, hope and pray that we get to 70, so we'll have more crowns, we'll have more, you know, make more adjustments. But everybody doesn't get there. You have to think as though today is the last day. 
But the longer you get, don't waste it. Don't waste it. No. 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 That it is the message of God. It's the message of God. The first time I wrote an exam, that was three hours. You know, as you grow up, you start, you start exams. I don't know which year you started exams, but I started, I started exams from year four. Nursery to year three, no exam. We started exams from year four. So year four exams was like 30 minutes. 30 minutes, 25, 20, like that. But then we're getting to year six. They became about an hour. They went into secondary school. Exams are like an hour, an hour and a half. Hour, an hour and a half. Hour, hour and a half. Then we cross over into uni. Then they welcome us with an hour, an hour and a half. And then someone tried to deceive us and give us some 30 minutes, something. It's like, you know, almost like it's the same. Then one day, one day, one day somebody came. He said, three hours, three questions. And because we're used to 20 questions for an hour and a half. We said three hours, it's very, very, very easy. But when we looked at it, we saw how wicked he was. Because he should have given us nine hours. There's a reason why it's three hours. It's like I'm giving you time to think well. To think well. To think well. As you know, you have said that. You don't have everything right. You don't live right. You're not doing the right thing. And you are still living. Don't think of God as a fool. That is what my second point is saying. Don't take God as a fool. Don't think that God, therefore God has approved of your ways. It's rather saying that change. I'm not acting now so that you can change. Is it by the grace of God? I'm like I'm a leader. I have people that I work with and everything. So I see sometimes that you know, you don't take the axe and cut down somebody because you want the person to change. You really want the person to change. You really want the person to do well. But sometimes, either lack of intelligence or whatever, people think that it means it's okay. It doesn't mean it's okay. It means that a chance to correct it. I'm giving you a chance. I'm giving you another chance. Wow. This is church. We are talking about judgment. That's how it is. You are quiet. Because you have to think. So think. God can call you home today. Did you know that? He can call you home today. But he's not calling you home today because he wants, he wants you to repent and change some things before you come and meet him. That's why he's not taking you home. Not because he's okay with that lifestyle. No. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Sometimes some of the, some of the sicknesses, diseases, failures, failures in relationship, Failures in marriage, failure in, in something, a career. All times, those things are the message of God. So that because it is there that you think about God. How many of you know what I'm talking about? 
it is there because it's like he's tried other ways, but it's like you are, you are perhaps you are so stubborn. So it's like this thing has to be thrown at you, and then suddenly you say, Hey God, nobody will even have to teach you. You just say, Hey God, have mercy. That's all. That's all. Just for you to know God. Just for you to change your ways. You see, everybody has a story. I am very sure that there are people in this room, if they've not had some bizarre experiences, they won't be in church on a Sunday. Never. 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 Just like you haven't shared your testimony. You say you on a Sunday. You are tired from Saturday. But something happened. And you said, hey, who can help me? What can help me? What can save me? Who can save me? Nothing but God. Nobody but God. That's what turned you to God. That's what brought you to God. That is what has brought you to God. It is far, I mean, that, that is the message of God. That's God's mercy. Forget about that pain and forget about that experience and forgive everybody who caused you that pain and tell yourself that I have something better than Johnny. I have something better. I have found a God that I wouldn't have found if Johnny had treated me well. I will have Johnny and go to hell. But here you are, sitting here like a lamb. Like a lamb. It's the message of God. Some of the things are the message of God. It's God showing you mercy. So that you'll be saved. Number three. No one knows the hour or the day that God will call on us for judgment. Nobody knows. Do you know? First Thessalonians chapter five. No one knows. And because no one knows, it means that we have to, we have to be ready all the time. We have to be ready all the time. That's why we have to pray every day. That's why you have to ask God for forgiveness of sins every day. Every day. Every day you have to ask God for. I don't know how many times in the day you have to do, but every day you have to be praying. You have to think about God all the time. You have to say, mercy, Lord. Mercy, Lord. Mercy, Lord. Mercy, Lord. If you sit with me long enough, you will definitely hear me say, have mercy on me, Lord, because I'm thinking of myself. You think I'm thinking about you, but I'm thinking about myself. <laughs> you, you will definitely hear. You will definitely hear me mention my name and say, Lord, have mercy. Hey, because I need mercy. You don't need mercy, you see. You look so perfect. Hey. <laughs> I need mercy. Because the, the, the invitation to judgment can be sudden. No notice. Come, come now. Come. Come now. Come. Today you are coming. <laughs> Verse 3. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them. As travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. When they shall say peace and safety. Be careful when you say that everything is well. Everything is working. 
Suddenly, you see a turn. Because there's no notice. Look at another passage. Luke chapter 12. I'm sure I want verse 20. You want the whole story, isn't it? Find the beginning of the story for me, quickly. And he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. You see, rich people easily forget about God. Rich or successful. It's because when things are working, you feel it's by your might and by your strength. I don't need anything. I don't need whatever. You you have to be careful when you are succeeding and things are working. That you don't forget about God. That you don't forget about God. Because that is where suddenly you see, suddenly it's like it's over. Then you see that it is God. That's what he taught us in, uh, in Deuteronomy. He said, thou shalt remember that it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth. It is he, it is God that giveth thee power to get wealth. You have to remember that, that it is God. It is God that giveth thee power to get wealth. To get wealth. It is God. It is God. No matter how many hours you worked, it is God. Because some, there's somebody, there's someone who also has the intelligence, the will, and the zeal to, get, to go to work for 8 hours, 20 hours a day. But hasn't got the ability to do it. So when you have it, it's not just, it's not just you're going to work and coming. And your intelligence. It is God that giveth you everything that you have. Everything that you have, it is God. Everything that you have, everything you've ever been able to achieve, it is God. It is God. Attribute it to God. Learn to say it is God. Don't take it, don't take it, it is you. That is what rich countries have done. And they are godless. Godless. If you want to see godlessness, it is countries that have prospered. And if you want to see how godless people become, watch countries that are now prospering. Or think that they've got some prosperity. There's no God. There's no God. That's why you see cathedrals becoming empty. Because we don't need God. We don't want God. Because they don't think about judgment. They don't think that it is God that giveth the power to get wealth. See, verse 17. And he thought within himself saying, what shall I do? What shall I do? If you prosper, what should you do? You have to go to church and say thank you to God. Say God and thank you. You have to thank God that you've been blessed, that it is well with you. That's, that's, what, that's why we pay tithe. Tithe that, oh God, you've blessed me. So Lord, I'm bringing it back to you to say thank you. I am actually acknowledging that Lord, you are part of my life and part of my prosperity. Not that what I have now is too much. <laughs> He said, what shall I do? Anytime you, you, you get blessed, you ask yourself, what should I do? What, what am I going to do with this blessing? I mean, things are, things are really working. What should I do? Things are getting better. What should I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. And he said, this will I do. I will pull down my bands and build greater. And there will I bestow 
all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, (laughs) soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. It's like, it's like on your day of graduation, you see, you may not use the words, soul, take thine ease. On your graduation, you take your hat, then you throw it, say, yeah, then you say to your friends, let's go to the nearest pub and drink and eat. It's like, it's like, it's like, let us celebrate. I'm waiting for the first person who stand here and say that. I want to thank God. My testimony is I want to thank God for the opportunity to go to the university. Finish three years. Have this grade. God has kept me. There were difficult times. I trusted in God. And therefore, I have an offering to say thank you to God. I have an offering to say thank you to God. I'm waiting for that first person. Because everybody said, so, 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 I've escaped. made it. Everybody is skipping around as though it's by your might. You see, it's very easy to read about these people and laugh. That's why I try to bring you into the picture. To see that you are behaving the same. You are behaving the same. Behaving the same. You've got a good job. Internship. You've got internship. out God I'm an intern buzz off God buzz off no God no space for God anymore no room for God anymore don't do that don't do that no matter how high and mighty you become leave that room that is called God. There's a chamber in your life that is for God. Leave that chamber. Leave that chair free. Let God always sit on it. When it gets to that day, say, no. This day, this hour, it's for God. It's for God. Without him, I wouldn't be where I am. Without him. Do you remember the days you were crying? The days you were weeping? Would there be a way? How can when it gets to the day of celebration and whatever, it's like, it's like, it's you. It's you. It's like you have done it. It's like you, you have made it. It's like you made it. I made it. I came through. He came through for me. I know he'll come through for you. He's never been less than faithful. There's a day for God. There's a day for God. There's a place for God. There are some things for God. You don't you don't touch it. It's for him. It's for him. It's not it's not just for him when you are struggling in life. Uh, when you are a nobody, when you are not making it, it's like it's like I have time for it's like I have time for God. That's what was said to Saul when you were small in your eyes. When you're small in your eyes, never become big in your eyes. Never become big in your eyes. 
Your tummy is big with pregnancy. And two children are swimming in it. And you are feeling it. <laughs> and, you ha- and you have a husband who pats your bottom. When you walk by, on your, way, on your way to the kitchen, he pats your bottom. And smiles at you. On your way back, he pats your bottom again. And you say, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like when you are receiving the bottom parts and the joy when at every when at every traffic light he puts his arm around you and touches what he first can touch and gives it a bit of a squirt as you are driving as you are driving as you are driving it's like it's like he's so he's so much he can't even keep his hands off you Every traffic, every traffic light. So it's like, it's like you'll be there, you'll be praying for more lights. Because every traffic light, there comes his hands. They say, oh, Johnny, don't do that. Oh, stop it. Jeffrey, the lights have changed. The lights have changed. Drive up. The lights have changed. The lights have changed. Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Jeffrey is green. You people. When you enjoy him, when you enjoy him, you should remember him. You should remember, you remember that it's God. Don't be there, be saved that soul, soul, thou has much good. It's all saying that soul, God has blessed us. You are saying soul, you, you, it's like you have achieved. You have achieved. That's why you graduated and so some, nothing has happened. That's, that's why you get a job and you kick God, you kick God in the backside. It's like over with now, now, I'm, it's like, now I'm into I'm, I'm in the law firm <laughs> is, God, is God helping you is the Bible helping you today is it teaching you today not to forget God it's like I've got it so all along you were using God you don't want to be used you don't want to be used don't want to be used. Somebody used you. You can't even forgive the person. I'm still thinking he used you. He used you. He used you to release tension. While you, are suppo- while you are supposed to be learning, you are lying in his room. He even leaves you there and goes for, he goes for lectures. You are, you are like an entertainer. You are like an entertainer. He used you to, to you know... Release tension and get his life moving. Yeah. The time you finish, he has a degree. You don't have a degree. You've told your parents stories. But if only they knew how you spent your years on that campus. Yeah. You were, you were, you were an educational escort. Yeah. Yeah. You're not a student, you're an escort. 
that will never be your story. Amen. E squared. E squared equals MC. Educational escort is called to managing courses. <laughs> Take thy knees, eat, drink, and be merry. You should be kneeling down first. Say, God, I thank you. If they footballers, when they score a goal, they even kneel down and thank God. In front of the whole world. In front of the whole world. In front of the whole world. They kneel down first. So you see their friends coming around about them. You see, you see them kneeling down. There they are so, I, I saw one. I could see that his, his friends were afraid. <laughs> Because when he knelt down, he used this, this part. This part of the head is where they put it down. They used this part of the head. They couldn't celebrate all around the guy. Their weight is like, it's like, it's like he's proofing that I have the God. I have the God. You can't touch me now. My God first. Like that. Referee, everybody was waiting. When he finished, and they jump on him and they fell. He's like, I finished with my God. But where are Christians? Where are Christian students? Where are Christian students that have done well? Where's God? Where's God? What did we do? What did we do? What did we do? We ate kebab and Nando's. We took pictures. I put it on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. We took pictures with our boys and our girls. I don't know that. We don't just have a degree, but you have a boy as well. There's, there's, there's nothing like, thank God I made it. God, I'm grateful. You and your girl. <laughs> Verse 20. But God said, so God is watching. God said, Thou fool, not me, not me, God. He said, Thou fool, this night, that is tonight, tonight. I know, I know a certain preacher. I like it when he says, when he says tonight. Because he doesn't say tonight. He says tonight. <laughs> he says tonight is your night. <laughs> he says tonight is your night. God will touch you tonight. Then he will say tonight is your night. God said thou fool. Tonight. <laughs> tonight. 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 Thy soul shall be required of it. That's what I said. Judgment, no announcement. No announcement. No planning. It's, it's sudden. He said, tonight, your soul will be required of thee. Then whose shall all those things be which thou hast provided? Keep going, keep going. So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. Start investing in eternity. Start investing in eternity. Start turn your currency to souls. 
Don't, don't just count pounds. Start counting souls. So you are rich towards God. Rich towards God. When it gets to God, you are loaded. Because you've converted many to righteousness. He said, this guy is not rich. He's rich here on earth. Here he's rich. Here he's rich. Everybody sees him as rich. But with God, he's poor. You shall not be poor towards God. What will happen to that person who is not rich towards God? What will be? Tonight. 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 This night. This night. I got a call the other day. And somebody I've known for years. They told me that the person is, is checking out. I said, how? It was Sunday like this. Sunday like this after church. Or was it Sunday? It was a Friday or something. Said, the person is checking out. I said, how? Why? I mean, how? Why? Young person, no old. I mean, Why? You can't explain. The the statement I made was, would we ever get used to death? Would we ever get used to it? Because I'm not exactly seven years old. So I have seen people, I've seen people die. People that I know. People that I know. The first death I had was my father's brother. That's the first ever time I've seen anybody close. There's somebody that you know. And the person doesn't live anymore. You can't even understand it. You can't even relate with it. Then the next one was a neighbor. That one was scary. Because I can still hear the voice of his wife and daughter screaming across the wall. And I remember my parents asking, what is it? What is the problem? He said, daddy has died. Daddy, what do you mean daddy has died? What do you mean? What exactly are you saying? You see, those things are scary. So as you move on in life, you hear more and more and more of it. But you never get used to it. You never accept that. Like, oh, it's okay. You never get used to it. Death, you never get used to it. I hit a pigeon the other day. I felt so bad for the, for the rest of my drive. I, I rest, so killing, her, you don't get, I mean dying, death, you don't get used to it. I kept saying, what could I have done for this bed? I don't know why you're laughing. I was in a dark tunnel and I saw it and I said no, no someone should tell this pigeon no, it's about to die and I the next thing I heard was the crackling of the bones I'm telling you it's something the pigeon was gone (laughs) I I don't understand your laugh I don't know why you're laughing It's like when life is taken, we can't get used to it. You can't get used to it. You never get used to it. It's like, it's okay, it has happened. No, it's like you can't get used to it. You never, you never get used to it. You'll be old. It is dead. This one's going to like, is it gone? But there's a going. And there's no announcement. And there's no preparation. Number four. How many should I give you? Five. Okay.
number four. As at today, you are not condemned. I'm talking about judgment. As at today, whilst you are alive, you are not condemned. The final verdict has not been given on your life. John chapter 3. Let's start from verse 15. You know those verses well. Let's start from verse 15. Wow. He says that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. Then 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Then verse 17, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. The, the existence of Christ or the existence of Christianity or Christians is not a condemnation to the world. There's still hope for the world. That's why we must still do so winning. That's, that's why we must still talk to people about giving their lives to Christ. Because it's not, it's not over. It's not over. He didn't send his son to condemn the world, but rather that the world through him should be saved. Then verse 18. He that believeth on him is not condemned. He, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. The only special son of God. And because someone will why is he condemned? This is a condemnation. This is a condemnation. That light is come into the world. And men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Who someone says, ah, why? Why are you saying that we don't believe that we've been condemned already? This is, this is the condemnation. The condemnation is not some wicked man sitting on a chair. The condemnation is that Light came into the world and you said no to the light. He said, I'd rather stay in darkness. I'd rather stay in darkness. I like the darkness. I like the sin. I like to misbehave because their deeds were evil. Your deeds explain your response to Christ. Your deeds, what you do, what you do and what you do not do shows your response. It's like, it's, like, it's like talking to your child. Don't do this. The deeds of the child explains to you whether the child is a good child or a stubborn child. People like to separate themselves from their actions. But you can't separate yourself from your actions. You can't. People like to detach themselves from their actions. They think there's a clutch between them and their actions. That when you depress the clutch, then it separates you. Then your life begins to coast. No, you can't separate yourself from it. You are your actions. A tree is known by its fruits. A tree is known by its fruits. No tree is called brown tree and green leaves. Every tree has a name based on the fruits it's bear. Apple tree, orange tree. Every tree is by the fruits it shows. What you do is an explanation of who you are. 
That's why when you lie, you are called a liar. <laughs> when you steal, you are not called a stealer, but you are called a thief. <laughs> yes. When you murder, you are called a murderer. Yes. You can't separate. That's why, that's why judges have a difficult job. And you must appreciate judges because they judge according to what you have done. Know what you are saying. Know what you are saying. If everybody is given a chance to explain why they did what they did, nobody will be guilty. But you are guilty. If you were not caught, you wouldn't have said anything. Ah, if you were not caught, would you have would you have come to you would have gone to the court and said, uh, uh, please, uh, uh, I'm the one who uh, you haven't caught him, but I'm let's be serious. Come on, let's be serious. Come on. Come on, get serious. Let's be serious here. If you are not caught, would you ever say it? And you won't say because you believe it. You believe it's right. You believe it's okay. You believe it's the way to go and it is what to do. So when you are caught, you must be judged accordingly. You can write a library of apologies. That is who you are. That is who you are. That is who you are. Fill the, fill the biggest library in the United Kingdom with your apologies, with books of apologies, volumes. That is who you are. That is who you are. You are, con- that is it. You are condemned because your deeds, that is your actions, are evil. Your actions. Actions. He didn't come to condemn. No, 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 no. He didn't come to. He came for salvation. His aim is to save. But as he's reaching out to save you, you are knocking his hand off. That is a condemnation. You are the one sentencing yourself. You are the one sentencing yourself. By what you are doing. Number five. We are talking about judgment. Judgment. This is it. It's a reality in life. It's a reality in life. Don't be ostriches and bury your head, your head as though these things don't exist. People don't like discussing judgment and things. So you see them, they'll be living. Then there's tension in the house. Then that, that's the saying. There's an elephant in the room. There's an elephant. Something big is the room nobody is talking about. If there's an elephant in your room, will you not talk about it? We all say, where did this? Look at this. We are there. There's a big elephant. Because we don't like judgment. We don't like judgment. We don't like to say it as it is. We are masters at lifting up the carpet and sweeping it up. And they put the carpet on. So we can't see it. That's the ostrich. Your head is in the ground. That's the elephant in the room you are not speaking. They are telling somebody, you see, you'll be telling somebody else, can you believe it? She's done it. She's done But when you, when you meet the person, nobody's saying anything. It's like we all there, nobody's saying anything. Nobody's saying anything. It's an elephant in the room. A white elephant. Wow. You can't miss it. You can't miss it. Standing there. And we shouldn't talk. judgment. We can't say it doesn't exist. You can't follow the ways of the world. 
You see, I watch a movie. I watch a movie. I don't know why I don't remember the name of that movie. Because I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> I've always been trying to remember the name. I, I, the name has income. I was on a flight. And I said, let me just scroll through. through. And I saw I said, oh, this thing, let me see. The only thing I remember about that movie was a statement that the bad guy made. He was in the room with some girl that he had tied up. And he said, he doesn't rape women. He doesn't do any of those silly things. He was talking to the girl. So it's like, you, you even, it's like you would even be privileged to get me to, you know, have physical contact. He said, I won't do. Wow. He took a scissors. He cut up her trousers to expose that part. He took one of these syringes and filled it with spams and was going to put it in hair and squirt it in hair. Then the girl said, you can't do that. Do you know what he said in response? I'm asking you a question. Do you want to know? Do you really want to know? Are you really interested in what he said? The girl said, you can't do that. He said, so long as I don't believe in God, I can do anything. That's the only thing I remember in that movie. He said, so long as I don't believe in God, I can do anything. I can do anything. So far as I don't believe in God, I can do anything. Which is true. When people don't believe in God, they can do anything. Because there's no sense of accountability. There's no sense of judgment. Even though whether you believe it or not, judgment is, will come. It will come. You don't have to believe in God before judgment comes. But when you don't believe, you are bad, bad. Yeah. yeah. You're bad, bad. Yeah. You're like bad ape. Bad ape. Bad ape. You're bad ape. So long as I don't believe in God, I can do anything. I said to myself, oh, that explains the world. That explains the state of the world. They don't believe in God. That's why they can do anything. That's why they do anything. That's why they change the very creation that God has made and do anything. See, when you don't have the fear of God, you don't have the fear of God. So you can tell God that God, you made a mistake on me. You made a mistake. You made a mistake. You made a mistake. What you've done is a mistake. I'll correct it. I'll correct it. I shouldn't have been a man. I'm a woman. God, you made a mistake. Yes. Yeah. Like I say, because British psychiatry, whatever has said, they said it's a, it's a mental problem. Yeah. A recent, I saw another article from the Job Hopkins um, Hospital in the U.S. They said, this uh, conclusion is, I said, anybody, anybody who goes through transgender has a mental problem. It's a mental problem. He said, he said his words were, they are impersonators. Yes. 
He said, it doesn't say a woman becomes say I'm a man doesn't make you a man. You are just an admirer of masculine things. And then a lady who says that, uh, no, the, the other way, a guy who says, he said, he, said, he said, you don't become a female. You are just an admirer and an impersonator of female things. You can, you can, you can Google it. It's there. It's an article that I read. Recent one, as recent as last week. After that, you can even come out. I'll read it from my phone for you. So you said they are impersonators. And it's a form of mental illness. Yeah. But see, when there's no good, the ex- you, you, see, you can't imagine the extreme to which somebody can go. And when someone becomes godless, I mean, it's like, it's like there are levels. Because you see, that, that's what people start doing extreme things. It's like, it's like you are shocked. The person is full of surprises because the person really hasn't got a guide and a constraint. The Bible says the love of God constrains us. Your love for God, your love for Christ, it keeps you within limits. It's like some things you can't do. It's like, it's, it's like having parents. There are some things you would like to do, but because of your parents, you can't do. And if you agree with me, you have thought, if you get, you will do, pa. But when you think of, when you think of Daddy, he said, no, no. What do you think of our man? It's like a man, a man, a man. So people with low standards, low levels, I mean, with, 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 with no limits, they can go any limit for anything. No, not even, sometimes not even sin, but they can do anything. They are, they are usually, you see, they are usually dangerous people because they have no guide. It's like there's nothing like, no, this one, you, 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 don't, you shouldn't do it. This one, no, stop here. They have, they have no point to stop. And that thing leads to godlessness. Because after, after a while, you get used to say, you get used to like, I'm not scared of the police. I'm not scared of my mother. I'm not scared of my father. Or maybe, I'm not scared is not the word. I don't consider them. I don't consider them. Because when you consider some things, you slow down. You slow down. Yeah. There are times you would want to you want to leave school, but when you think of your parents, say, let me just do it even just for them. Let me do it and go and give it to them. Yeah. It means you have a conscience. You have a conscience. I'm explaining a type of human being to you. You have a conscience. Or sometimes some demon is telling you that leave church, don't go to church again, leave church again. You see, your conscience will tell you, oh, because of pastor. You know, Bishop Richard, he'll call me, he'll talk to me. He'll say, so, because even though you feel like it, you have 17 reasons why you must not. Because of these annoying elders and people around, they are very, very, very annoying. <laughs> but your reason why you haven't shut down shop. Because you thought, you see, you have, you have a conscience. It's like there was a limit. It's like, it's like the limit, the limit perhaps, even though it's a man, but it's like there's a limit. Because of our pastor, I can't do this. I wouldn't like to do this. Because of the word, I wouldn't do this. Because of this, I wouldn't do that. Because of this, you have limits. That you operate, you have limits. That's somebody with a conscience. Without a conscience, you can't do anything. You can't do anything. People do anything when they don't have a conscience. They don't have limits. 
They don't have anything to check them. They, ha- they have neither respect for man or God. Uh-huh. Then expect trouble. That's where troublesome person is formed. He has neither regard for God or man. It usually starts with man. I have no regard for man. I don't care. I mean, I only think of myself. That's a selfish person. I'm only thinking about myself. I felt like sleeping with this person, so I have slept with the person. I slept with the person. That's what you mean. I told the person will come with another baby and see. It's a be nice. Forgive, forgive, forgive. Don't you make mistakes? Forgive. I was with her. We're just it was an accident. And happy. The next day she was pregnant. That's it. Forgive. <laughs> forgive. Yes. But if you think of somebody, you say no, no. Because of this person, I can't do this. Though I feel like it, I can't do it. Yes, because of somebody. Though I want it, you'll say, hmm. Because of this person, I can't do it. How many things about judgment do you have? Four. Why don't you have five? All right, I'll just give you five for today, okay? Which one was the last one? You're not condemned as you are today. Is is that comforting? That you're not condemned. Number five. Number five is, now is the time to repent because you're not condemned. Because you're not condemned yet. Now is it because you are not condemned. Now is the time to repent. Wow. I have three passages. First one is Hebrews chapter 4. And verse 7. After this point, I'll introduce to you my next series which is on judgment, that we can go home. It's just an introduction. Like how somebody is introduced to you, and then afterwards you build up a relationship. Is that not how it's done? Yes. (laughs) Maria. It says that again, he limiteth a certain day, saying in David, today, after so long a time, as it is said, today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Harden not your hearts. You see, church, church, you may be born again, but there are several areas of your life that maybe needs tweaking. When you hear, I can give you a free tip. When you hear correction, don't harden your heart. Don't be ashamed of having to repent every day. We all repent every day. We all say sorry to God every day. But make actual changes. Actually change. Do you understand change? Change. It's a shame if you're always corrected on the same thing. It's not a shame if you're always corrected. 
Nobody is perfect. There will be things to correct. But when the same thing, same, same, you've been told two times two is four. Every time we meet you, we have to remind you that two times two is four. That is the problem. Today, I like to read from, as it is said, today, today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Don't say, mm, I'm not hearing, I'm no, it's not me, it's not for me. No, harden not your hearts. Repent. As soon as you hear it, it applies to you. Change. Make a U-turn immediately. Walk away from that thing immediately. Walk away from a godless life. Walk away from a sinful life. Walk away from a Christless life. Walk away from it immediately. Then you hear it. As soon as you hear it's being pointed out to you that you are wrong. You are wrong. You are wrong. Immediately say, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Don't argue. Don't explain yourself. Don't defend yourself. them yet. You have been given a chance to repent. A chance. If even men in the cause, they will ask you, do you plead guilty or do you plead not guilty? When you say guilty, your sentence is lighter. It is lighter. It's lighter. That when you say not guilty, it's like I'm going to argue to the bitter end. If you catch me, you've caught me. If you don't catch me, I escape. Yeah. Guilty. Do you guilty? What? How do you plead? Guilty or not guilty? Then you see this one will come. Not guilty. This one also come. Guilty. Not guilty. Guilty. They are different. They are, they are different people. Treated differently. And the not guilty ones usually cause irritation in the judge. They get irritated because it is clear. This you are saying you didn't do it. What do you mean? <laughs> That's it. When you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Don't say not guilty when it gets to God. When God is pointing out to you, when you can see, God is pointing out to you. You know, you know that voice that is speaking to you in your heart by now? It is God. It is God. Don't say not guilty. Don't say not guilty. Don't say not guilty. Don't say not guilty. Don't say, don't say it's not me. Don't say it's not me. Do not say it is not me. It is you. If it's not you, who is it? It is you. Who is not saved? It is you. Who is backsliding? It is you. Who doesn't pray? It is you. Who doesn't fast? It is you. Who is it? When you hear the voice, I cannot don't stop me. My next passage. Second Corinthians chapter six, verse two says that for he saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I succored thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. It is now, it is now. It's not another time. It is now. It is now. Now is it. All my life, all my life, nobody had ever witnessed to me. All my life, I'm telling you, all my life, nobody has ever told me you have to give your life to Jesus. Nobody. 
Nobody. Nobody. Where I live, I, I used to stand at the gates of a house across the road where was a Christian, a Christian guy on fire. Never, never has he ever dared to say, will you give your life to Christ? Or even, will you come to church with me? Never. I remember, I always remember Sunday mornings. I'll be standing at the gate and I'll be looking at them, strolling to church. Christians, we can be wicked, oh. Without knowing that we are wicked. I'm telling you. I genuinely looked at them and said, will they not ask me to come with them? Because I will go. I will go. If they ask me, I will go. Sometimes you think somebody won't go, but the person will go. I'm telling you, I stood there and said, will they not ask me? But do you know what they did? why did they ask me? Because Christians have defined and redefined sin and who a sinner is. Yes. And when they take all the things we use to measure who a sinner is, I don't fall into any of them. Because no drinking, no smoking, no fornication, no girlfriends, no clubbing. I mean, nothing. I was just there. I pray it, it never becomes our situation. We don't witness to people. Nobody ever. Nobody ever. Meanwhile, I was, I, was, I was ready. I wanted to go. I was ready. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. It's not the work of man. God had prepared me. I was ready. Nobody. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't. A few times they came to me. I was thinking that today is the day that I'll be asked, will you come to church with us? But do you know what they came to ask me? Do you know what they came to ask me? Do you want to know what they came with? They came with O-level maths pass questions. Can I solve it for them? A-level maths questions. Can I solve it for them? That's what they came to me for. That is what they used to come to me for. Can you solve this question for us? Then I'll say, no problem. Then I'll write the solution for them. I'll just write the solution, the steps. And say, take go. And I'll be looking at them. Thank you. As they are going, say, hey, you have something. You think what I have is greater than what you have. You think ability to solve math questions is greater than salvation. I used to look at them, but nobody. I got saved through a tract, a piece of paper with salvation message on it. It was called 48 Hours in Hell. I don't know who brought it to the house. I saw it in the house. I can't even remember where everybody had gone, but everybody was out of the house. I was home alone in one evening. I saw the track line and I read it. And at the back was the scripture. The scripture says that, for all have sinned and fallen short. I said, wow, so I have fallen short. Then that scripture said, your righteousness are like filthy rags. I said, it's true. I'm a good boy. My mother says I'm a good boy. My father says I'm a good boy. My friends say I'm a good boy. These neighbors who speak in tongues, they shout in tongues around. They are good boys. They, they think I'm a good boy. Because I don't drink, I don't do it. All have, all have sinned. All have sinned. Including me. Including Mr. Good Boy. If I had died then, I would have gone to hell. If I had died, I would have gone to hell. But it was an accepted time. That day was my day. And the track said, so if you would like to give your life to Jesus, the sinner's prayer was there. I was sitting in my father's sofa, my father and my mother's sofa, in their sitting room. 
That is our sitting room. Or sitting, reading like this. I always remember how I slid down. Because I couldn't stand before I kneel. Nobody said kneel down. He just said, pray this prayer. So I just went like that. Because I had to pray. I had to do something to convince myself that I'm becoming saved now. I can't say to my nothing. And I, I couldn't close my eyes because I had to read the prayer. I've never prayed. I had to read it. It was like a pink sheet. It was pink. Lying in front of me like that. He said, pray this prayer. Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sins. Lord Jesus, come into my life. And I prayed the prayer. And I said, I'm born again. I'm saved. Nobody. None of them. Even after I was saved, none of them. None of them. It took somebody else, another schoolmate on another street, who just said to me one Sunday that, you know, I go to this place every evening at 6.30. Would you like to come? I said, me, would I like to come? I am there already. <laughs> I said, let's go. He said, he goes to church every evening. He says, it's a short Bible study or prayer meeting. It was a prayer meeting. I started, I started church with like prayer and some short Bible exhortation. That's why I started church. Because I wanted to. I liked, I've been born again. I was hungry and eager to learn. But nobody. Christians, we can be wicked. We think we are righteous. We've forgotten about everything. The only thing we think about is beloved and marriage. We think, that, we think that's, that, that's all that there is to this life. Beloved, marriage, prosperity, who has what, who is going here, who has that, who is doing, making it. That's what we think about. The real thing that affects God, that he sent his only son for. Christians behave as though we don't know about it. They never, I can always, I, 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 I still, I'll be standing looking at them. And they have some games that they play in tanks. This is how we shout in tanks, this is how we shout in tanks back. It's like we are, we are the spiritual ones. The spiritual ones. Kamoto Shandeli Bikaba Labataya. Then this one was so sharp. Mikalabado Lababa Diba Kapayata. Yeah, there are some people who said they play with tongues. I said, stop it. Because it reminded me of those people. Those people who never witnessed. The greatest help you can do for someone. The worst they can say is clear off. Could you help you can tell to somebody that? Would you, would, you, would you like to give your life to Jesus? Are you born again? Do you know Jesus? Do you have Jesus as your Lord and Savior? It's the, it's the least you can do. The least you can do. The least you can do is to offer someone Christ. It's accepted time. Somebody's accepted time. When it comes, don't reject it. And don't deny the person. Don't deny the person. In my final verse. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 3. Wow. Is that a good message? It says that, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him? How shall we escape? There's no escape. How shall you escape? You have such a great offer. Imagine me saying that I won't be born again through paper. Because if men refuse to, to speak, God will use donkeys. 
He has said it. He has said it. He, said, he said, I can make these stones praise me. I can make these stones praise me. Sometimes when we get the chance to even serve God, we feel we are the ultimate. Apart from us, nobody can do what we do. No, no, then you, then you don't have your quiet time. Have your quiet time, you will discover that God says, I can use stones to replace you. Stone, do you know a stone? Not a baby, a stone. So I'll use stones to praise me. These stones don't praise me. If you like, don't do it. If I don't do it well. If you like, don't do it well. I'll use stones. The stones will speak that he's God and he's Lord. They give me something to in the house of God to do. You won't do it well. Your replacement at the least you expected will replace you. Yeah. You won't have time for it. You won't do it properly. Your replacement. The person, you see, the people you least expect, sometimes you, I mean, you think of yourself in a stone. Think of yourself and think of a stone. So next week, by the grace of God, if Christ tarries and the rapture doesn't happen, we'll start from Second Corinthians chapter five and verse ten. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he has done whether it be good or bad next week this is our first verse would you like to come oh you should come oh you should come it's going to be exciting it's going to be exciting yeah it's going to be very very exciting we are preparing ourselves for judgment because whether you hear it or not, it is, it is coming. So why not rather come and learn and prepare yourself well? It's going to be exciting. That's what it's going to be exciting. Exciting. Yeah, exciting. For we must all appear. What does all mean? Everyone. All inclusive. Everybody includes. Everybody will appear. Before the judgment seat of Christ. Hey, that everyone may receive the things done. Where? In his body. You thought the scriptures only had um, John 10 10, isn't it? <laughs> and 3 John 2. And Psalm 23. In Psalm 27. No, but this is, this is also in the Bible. This is also in the Bible. It's in the Bible. Are we not in church? It's in the Bible. Nori? It's in the Bible. It's there. This is also there. Yeah, this is also there. As well as, as, well as the Lord shall perfect all that concerns you. As well as you, you'll be the head and not the tail. You'll be above only. That's also in the Bible. This is also in the Bible. Yeah, this is also in the Bible. It's also in the Bible that you'll be the head. You'll never be the tail. It's also in the Bible that a thousand shall fall by thy side and ten thousand by thy right hand side. But none shall come nigh thee. That's also in the Bible. This is also in the Bible. 
They are all there. They are all there. They've all been triggered, like Article 51. <laughs> yeah, they are all, all operational in our lives. So next week, next week, if I start from another verse, remind me, tell them that, Bishop, you said 2 Corinthians 5.10. 2.5.10. Bishop, you said 2.5.10. We want to start from there. 2.5.10. Yes. 2.5.10. Will you remember it? Yes. 2.5.10. Two times five, ten. Yes. Two, five, ten. Yes. Yes. And it's Corinthians. You can't forget that one. Two, five, ten. That's the place. God bless you. Stand to your feet. May God heal you of every weakness. Amen. Any weakness you have, receive your healing. Receive your healing by the message of God. Amen. By the message of God. Amen. By the message of God. Amen. That which takes you down shall no longer take you down. Amen. That which destroys you shall no longer destroy you. Amen. That destructive agent is cursed this afternoon. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of Jesus. I destroy it. Amen. I destroy it. I destroy it from a source. I curse and paralyze the source and I declare there shall no longer be supplies. I separate you from the supplies of weakness and supplies of destruction and supplies of negative evil works. I separate you from those works and from those agents. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Receive your healing. Receive your healing. Receive your healing. Receive healing today. Receive healing today. Receive healing today. Receive the strength. The strength and the grace of the Spirit of God. The Spirit that gives strength. The Spirit that ministers grace. The Spirit that convicts and teaches and guides us. Receive it. Receive it right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your mercy. And thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your blessing. Just spend a minute to thank God for today's message and what you have heard, what you have learned. Thank Him. I don't know what you have learned, but whatever you have, thank Him for it. Say to Him, the Lord, I thank you. I thank you for this. I remember this and I heard this and I understood this, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for it. Thank you for teaching me. Thank you for teaching me. Thank you for helping me. Thank you for helping me. You have heard what you have heard by the message of God. So that your life will not be destroyed. So that your life will not go down a road of destruction. I've heard. You have heard what you have heard. So that you not live a godless life. But a life that is always conscious of God. Thinking about 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 God. That's the whole duty of man whole duty of man is to fear God is to think about him to consider him consider him consider God consider God consider God consider him thank him thank him for such a message for such a day thank you for such a day thank you for such instruction thank him thank the Lord thank the Lord thank the Lord Lord we thank you Lord we thank you Lord we thank you 
Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you and we bless your name. We thank you and we bless your name. Thank you and we bless your name. Father, thank you for a blessed time spent in your presence. Thank you for this wonderful congregation. Thank you for giving us your best message and your best teaching and your best direction, Lord. Thank you for making us aware of things, things that are hidden from us. Things that the world will not show us and the world will not teach us and the world will not bring our, our will not bring us to our, to our, to be to be conscious of and to know of Lord. Thank you for the awareness you have brought to us of judgment that there is a day, there's a day that will be called and will be held accountable, accountable for things perhaps we've not thought of and considered in a way that we ought to. We are grateful, Lord. We are grateful for today. It's a good day and a blessed day for us. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Now, while every eye is closed and every head is bowed, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. One of the best prayers you can ever make and you can ever receive in your life. One of the best offers anyone can ever give to you. Hardly, hardly, scarcely will a good man die for his friends. But Jesus died for us. Greater love has no man than this That a man should lay down his life For his friends Today As you are here You are not here by chance You are not here by mistake It's God's love and God's mercy That you may be saved That you may be saved That you will not go to hell when you die That you will not live a godless life And continue on the godless road That there is hope You are not here by accident You are not here by chance it's the love of God that has found you. Today as you are here, while every eye is closed and every head is bowed, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I need Jesus in my life. I want Jesus to be the Lord of my life. I want my sins to be forgiven. I want to live a godly life. Pastor, please pray with me. I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. I want to give my life to Jesus today. I want to repent of my sins. If you're here like that, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Very quickly, lift up your right hand wherever you are, and I'll pray with you. While eyes are still closed, God bless you. Just your right hand. Lift up eyes so I can see you. Just your right hand. Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus. I want Jesus in my life. I want Jesus to be the Lord. I want my name to be written in the book of life. God bless you. Just your right hand. Just your right hand. Just your right hand. Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus. I really need Jesus in my life. I don't want to continue my life like this. I don't want to live this way as I've lived. God bless you. Pastor, pray with me. Your right hand. Keep it up so I can see you. Keep it up. God bless you. God bless you. You also want to join in. You want to join in. Today is, today is your day. When you hear the message, harden not your heart. That's what the Bible says. Don't say tomorrow. Don't say another time. Don't say maybe it's not me. Once you are not sure whether you are saved or not, today is your day. Just your right hand. And I'll pray with you. Just your right hand. God bless you. If you have your hand lifted up, I want you to do one more thing for me. I want you to come to me. Come out of your seat and come to me right now. Just as I am. Come. Maybe you didn't even lift up your hand, but you want to give your life to Jesus. You can come. You can come. Come out of your seat right now. Come. Come to Jesus. Come. It's your day. Come. Come. You want to give your life to Jesus today. I'm waiting for you. Maybe you didn't even lift up your hand, but you know in your heart that you need Jesus. That you need Jesus. Come. 
Come boldly, come. Come to Jesus today as we sing. Just as I am. I am yes. Oh yes. But that thy blood was shed for me. It was shed for me. Yes. And that thou be Sing it to him. To thee. To thee, Oh yes. bow our heads and say this prayer together say with me say heavenly father thank you for today thank you for Jesus Christ who gave up his life for my sins say Lord Jesus please come into my heart be the Lord of my life thank you father for today Thank you for accepting me and for making me a child of yours. Everybody say, say from today, I will serve you, Jesus. I will no longer serve Satan. Say, thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Father, I pray for this one. I pray for this child of yours. Thank you for your mercy that has found him today. And thank you for the blessing of salvation. May he be planted and rooted in your house. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. What's your name? Ishmael. Wow. God bless you. Today is a special day for you. Because this is the whole church. You are the only one who, who came forward today. It's a very, very special day. This whole service is just for you, Ishmael. It's just for you. We came here just for you just for you look at me don't be shy it's a blessing it's a it's an honorable thing it's an honorable thing such a great blessing the day i was getting saved i was alone you're also alone today god will use you mightily never turn back never look back never go back to the old life you know the old life never go back to it this is a new life and a new church this is a new family that God has placed you in. Congratulations. May God bless you. See you next week Sunday. God bless you. Clap for Ishmael. Ishmaelio. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, I hope you are born again. Tell the person, I really hope. I really hope you are. Because if you are not, I don't know. It's time for communion. Sing that song. That one. Take eat. This yes. is my body. God is about to heal you. Many diseases will vanish today. Many sicknesses will vanish today. This is my blood. Many weaknesses will vanish today. God will turn you into a strong person. Whoever a strong and a mighty person. And drinks my blood has eternal life. Thank you, Jesus. For my flesh is meat indeed. No, no, no. And my blood is meat indeed. The cup of blessing which we bless. It is the communion of the blood of Christ. Yes. The bread which we break. 
It is the communion of the body of Christ. Oh, this is the holy meal. This is the meal of God. It will sustain you. It will heal you. It will give you life. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. Yes, I will. Let the blood answer for us. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. Yes, I will mm-hmm. Take heed, this is my body That was broken for you Drink, this is my blood Poured out for you Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood Has eternal life For my flesh is meat indeed And my blood is drink indeed The cup of blessing which we bless It is the communion of the blood of Christ The bread which we break It is the communion of the blood of Christ Oh, this is the holy meal This is the meal of God And it will sustain you, it will heal you, it will bring you life. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. I will pass over you because of the blood. When I see the I will pass over you. I will give you healing. I will bring you life. Oh, when I see the blood. Oh, yes. Oh, I will pass over you. Father, we thank you for this blessed opportunity, Lord. When you see the blood, pass over us, Lord. Let diseases pass over us. Let sicknesses pass over us. Let failure pass over us, Lord. Let weaknesses pass over us, oh God. Cover us with the blood. As we eat and we drink, Lord. We baptize and bury ourselves in the blood, Lord. When you see the blood, oh God. Have mercy and not judgment, Lord. Let there be mercy and not judgment, O God. For he that eateth your body and drinketh your blood shall live by Christ, Lord. We no longer want to live by our history, by our actions, by our works. We want to live by the blood of Jesus. The blood covers us. It covers us, Lord. That we shall live and not die. That we shall live and not fall. That we shall live and not suffer, Lord. By the blood, Lord. By the blood, Lord. 
save us from judgment save us from condemnation save us from every evil work Lord let your blood cover us it preserves you today you will never fail you will never fall every sickness is taken away every disease is taken away your blood is flushed every negative thing in your bloodstream flushes out now thank you father thank you for healing and thank you for your covering and thank you for your blessing it's a blessed hour it's a blessed time I speak to every drink and to every bread and I declare it blessed I declare it sanctified I declare it is the holy bread the body of Christ and it is a holy drink the blood of Jesus Lord as we eat it and as we drink it we enter into eternal life we enter into life and not death Lord life and not death Lord let everything that pertains to our lives be swapped for the life of Jesus Lord thank you for the new life and thank you for healing you will never be embarrassed you will never be a disgrace you will never be a byword you shall be an honorable person you shall be a respectable person you shall be a blessed person and you shall do well in the kingdom of God thank you father the body of Christ the body of Jesus Christ eat it blood of Jesus the blood of Jesus Christ drink all of it are you able to open it do you need help you okay no you, you yeah check it are you able to open it help them help them open it Thank you. Thank God for every good work. Thank Him for every good work. Thank Him for every blessing. Thank Him. He's healing your body. He's making your life whole. He's blessing your life. Thank Him. It's a blessing. 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 Receive supernatural blessings. Receive supernatural elevation. Receive supernatural promotion. Receive strength. Strength comes into your body now. Strength. Receive strength tonight. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. And everybody said a loud amen. Amen. I want to say an amen that will disturb Satan. I want you to say an amen that will drive away any demon. They leave you today. 
your life is blessed. That which has harassed you until today, you will not see it again. That which has disturbed your peace until today shall no longer disturb you. I want you to disturb hell once again with your amen. Amen. 